You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. There was once a dream, you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm going to have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can find All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. It's time to have a positive experience this week. It's time to fly to Neverland. I am glad you decided to join us here today. Well, join me. It is just me today. I am, of course, your host, your Spider-Pan here, and I'm here to lead the way into Neverland. We're going to have some fun. We have a very special guest, Chris Anthony Lansdowne, a really cool voice actress. You're going to love hearing from her. She's a lot of fun. She's very funny. We have that coming up. We also, uh, because it's slightly related, I have some... uh, kind of a weird story time today but it's uh, it's produced by some of the same people that Chris Anthony Lansdowne it's a show that she's on called Adventures in Odyssey and there's this little two minute clip that's really kind of funny uh, that I thought would be fun to listen to and actually features voice actress Katie Lee which we've had on the show a few times before you know she was Sunny Gummy and Honker on Darkwing Ducks things like that we're also going to take an unusual ride on a Disneyland tram uh, we also could technically have a trailer park but the trailer, I don't know that's really so much audio this time. I think it's something you would have to see. So I'm just going to discuss a trailer. We've got all that happening today. But in order to get really started, we really have to dive in to some fun Disney Park news. the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Okay, well the first thing I want to dive into is some food. Not that because I haven't had lunch yet, but because there's a lot of really cool food offerings going on right now because it's a holiday time at the Disneyland Resort and I found a nice foodie guide right in here. Uh, in the Disneyland Park, the Blue Bayou Restaurant, there is a pumpkin creme brulee. So you can sound fancy while you say it, while you're really just eating some pumpkin stuff, which is awesome. Cafe Orleans is going to have some candy cane beignets. Why is everything so fancy sounding? I don't care. It tastes good, right? It's sweet. Over at the French Market Restaurant, there are some cookies and cream mousse coffin cake. I'm pretty sure that should be going away pretty soon. I mean, it's a coffin cake. Maybe it was just popular. And it is Nightmare Before Christmas, so it is still technically a kind of a Christmas item. But it's still listed as being there here in November. So go get it, because I don't know how long they're going to keep it. They might not keep this all the way till Christmas. I wouldn't expect them to. Uh, there's also a pumpkin pie and a praline cheesecake. 
Now, I do love cheesecake. I don't know if I've ever eaten anything with pralines in it. Is that a type of nut? I don't know. Somebody send me some feedback. Let me know. Perhaps you've had one. If you've had one, tell me about it. Because, you know, I might, well, I would try one if I was in Disneyland. But I'm not. Over at the Galactic Grill, there is a strawberry parfait. I don't think I need to say any more about that. It's a strawberry parfait. That sounds awesome. Over at the Gibson Grill Ice Cream Parlor, there is peppermint ice cream. That sounds really good. I, I think I'd want to cover it with some chocolate sauce. You know, I like mint and chocolate together myself. And peppermint ice cream with some chocolate sauce sounds really good. Have you ever had, I think it's, a, is it, say, either a Dairy Queen or a Sonic, where they'll make like a, a flurry or blizzard. You know, they'll grind it up and they have pieces of peppermint in the ice cream and they'll make it like an ice cream. You ever had that? That's what I'm kind of thinking for this peppermint ice cream. It's got to taste similar to that. I don't know if there's going to be actual pieces of peppermint in this ice cream or if it's just flavored, but how cool would that be if there's little pieces in there? Uh, oh, and it does say to add a crushed candy cane cone or topping to any cone or sundae. Okay, so I would figure get the peppermint ice cream and add a crushed candy cane topping. Well, I guess technically they're wanting it a Sunday. So if I guess you're getting a Sunday with a peppermint ice cream, then you can add your candy to the top and call it a Sunday. Go for it. Try it. Somebody go and do that. You go and do it. Go eat one. Let me know how awesome it is. Over at the Golden Horseshoe, there's a Holiday Crispy. I don't know what that is. You're going to have to go eat one and tell me. And then, of course, a gingerbread, a gingerbread man cookie. Which, of course, is very traditional. I'm sure being a, a Disney style, he's going to be very decorative and you're going to enjoy looking at him as well as eating him. Over at the Hungry Bear Restaurant, pineapple upside down funnel cake. And I did find a picture of this. Holy cow. I'm not really big on funnel cake. It's all about the toppings, really, with a funnel cake. And it, this looks amazing. There's a, little, a lot of pineapple and a little bit of cherries on there, some whipped cream. Shaped like Mickey Mouse, of course. <laughs> so it's a hidden, not so hidden Mickey of whipped cream. And it looks like they've glazed it with something. Uh, I cannot tell what the glaze is, but it looks delicious. Alrighty, over at the Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe, you're going to find a caramel apple muffin, peppermint mocha, mm, pumpkin spice latte, as if you can't find those anywhere. But hey, you can't find them, you know, like this anywhere else that which you'd find at Disneyland, right? So... Uh, there's a snowman shortbread cookie and a gingerbread man cookie, of course. Probably the same one you'd find back on the, at the uh, Golden Horseshoe there. Okay, there's also at the Market House a snowman shortbread cookie, a gingerbread man cookie, and a holiday brownie. I don't know what you do with a brownie to make it holiday, but it sounds awesome. Over at Maurice's, tr Maurice's Treats, let me say that right, there is a pumpkin twist. That sounds good. If it's got pumpkin in it, I am in for it. There is, of course, at the Mint Julep Bar, a candy cane beignet. There's three or six piece. So I'm not sure exactly how big that is. Now, I, there is a picture here that looks related to that. If I'm seeing the right thing, it looks kind of like a, a Mickey Mouse-headed cookie, and it's sprinkled with a lot of candy cane pieces. I mean, really tiny, like really ground-up candy cane. Uh, and I guess what we're, I'm seeing here in this image is... Three piece. I'm looking over at the Disney Parks blog is where I found the image of it, and it looks like three cookies. But I guess that's what a beignet is. It's a special type of cookie. I've never eaten one. If you've eaten one, let me know how it is. All right, the Plaza Inn has a chocolate Yule log. This is coffee buttercream filling with chocolate crunch and a chocolate ganache. I'm probably saying that wrong. Either way, you're gonna nosh on it, right? Uh, there's also pumpkin pie over there. 
at the Rancho del Zocalo Restaurante, you're going to find a tamale and enchilada plate. Mm, tasty. And pumpkin flan. That might be good. Over at the refreshment corner, you're going to find some brownie bites and a holiday crispy treat. Not sure exactly what that treat is, but it's holiday, and it's crispy, and it's a treat. What more do you want? You're in Disneyland. Go eat one, right? Okay, so over at the River Bell Terrace, there are loaded bites. And this is seasoned potatoes with beef brisket, creamy pimento cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce, which is going to be available now through December the 21st. So it's not actually going to be there throughout Christmas. So if you want that, you better go get it now. Of course, I am in Kansas City, so I have to ask a question when they're talking about a spicy barbecue sauce. Are they talking more of a southern style, which is vinegar-based, or what we call the Kansas City style, which is more tomato-based? I don't know. Somebody, Hey, if you know that, that's something else you can send me some feedback. Let me know about that. Seafood boil, fried Arctic char with potato and ham hock hash and smoked pork broth. Garnished with grilled corn wheels and shrimp. And this is also going to be available December 21st through January 8th. So when the loaded bites is gone, the seafood boil will come back or come in. Uh, it might be the first time it's been there. I don't know. I've never had it before, so it'd be a first for me. Stage Door Cafe features a chocolate peppermint funnel cake. Hot diggity dog. Holiday crispy. Still don't know what that is, but it's holiday and it's crispy. And a gingerbread man cookie. The Village House Restaurant has a fennel sausage flatbread. This has got ricotta, ricotta cheese. I don't know if I'm saying that right. All you Italians will let me know. Because it also has Italian sausage. Pickled onions, sun-dried tomato pesto, and arugula lemon oil salad. And if I'm going to pronounce that, I'm sure you're going to let me know. There's also a snowman shortbread cookie and a gingerbread man cookie. Disney's California Adventure Park. Yeah, you thought we were we were just wrapping up all of the possible food possibilities, but we've got another park over there. At the Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta, there is a chorizo pizza. This is a thick crust pizza with milk tomato sauce, mozzarella, and cotija cheese or cotija I don't know it's it's c-o-t-i-j-a cheese I probably never had this cheese before but it's cheese so it's probably good it's got a spicy chorizo fresh pico de gallo and a tomato cilantro crema drizzle sounds actually pretty good it's a different sort of pizza than what you would normally get but uh, I'm willing to try almost any pizza as long as it's got the good stuff on there um, I'm, I'm not seeing any sort of a meat on here I mean there's a lot of cheese so it's not really vegan but uh, there's not a meat on there so if you're a vegetarian I think you'd be happy with this as like I said I don't see a mention of there being meat you might want to ask though before you order it if uh, you are trying to uh, avoid it also you're going to find a snowman shortbread cookie and pumpkin cheesecake hello good stuff there right all right and over at the Budin bread cart there are candy cane shaped breads snowman shaped bread and christmas tree shaped bread it's a bread cart what did you expect carthay circle restaurant and lounge and i know this is a favorite for a lot of you there is a poinsettia cocktail which i'm gonna try to pronounce all this it's cointro cranberry juice and champagne garnished with an orange twist Go for it. <laughs> Clarabelle's, Clarabelle's hand-scooped ice cream. Crushed candy cane and holiday sprinkles for hand-dipped bars. And I do see a picture of this uh, where the the ice cream bar is dipped in chocolate and it looks like it's just covered in candy cane that's been crushed. Holy cow. This is a sugar rush. My teeth are hurting just looking at this thing. Uh, you can also add a crushed candy cane cone or topping to whatever you're getting, just like at the other ice cream thing over in Disneyland. 
Uh, there's also a hot cocoa bar with cinnamon spice dark chocolate Ghirardelli or white chocolate Ghirardelli cocoa. Wow. Okay, that sounds good. I guess um, actually just last night I had some hot cocoa that was a mint hot cocoa. It was so good. And uh, now I'm imagining a hot cocoa with some cinnamon. Uh, of course, it's, it's chocolate. That's the chocolate has been spiced with cinnamon. The cinnamon and chocolate could be very good. I don't think I've ever tried that combination before. Sounds tasty to me. Over at the Cozy Cone Motel, there's a Holiday Cone Sipper. Hmm, a Holiday Cone Sipper. I wonder if that comes with a cup. Somebody go find that out. If you if you have had one, if you got one of these, you, if you got like a keepable sipper cup or something, let me know. Uh, there's also a pumpkin twist over there, which, like I said before, sounds really good. At the Fiddler, Pfeiffer, and Practical Cafe, there is a Snowman Shortbread Cookie, a Gingerbread Man Cookie, and a Holiday Brownie. Outdoor vending locations are going to have candy apple cotton candy. Woo! That's going to be sugary. An elote, which is corn with Parmesan cheese, mayo, and uh, Taijin spice or seasoning. I have no idea what that type of thing is, but I do see a picture of it. And imagine corn on the cob that has been just covered with stuff. I mean covered where you're not even going to taste the corn anymore. There's also, of course, a snowman shortbread cookie and a gingerbread man cookie. Over at the Pacific Wharf Cafe, there is turkey pot pie soup, pumpkin spice bread pudding, mmm, sounds good, gingerbread man cookie, holiday sugar cookie, candy cane shaped bread, snowman shaped bread, Christmas tree shaped bread. And at the Paradise Garden Grill, street style tacos, which is a trio of corn tortilla tacos filled with carnitas, carne asada, and chicken, topped with white onion and fresh cilantro, served with cilantro rice and black beans. I am now officially hungry, that sounds good. Chicken mole plate. Chicken was slowly cooked in mole sauce, topped with queso blanco, blanco, uh, served with cilantro, rice, and tortillas. What is mole sauce? I mean, it's literally spelled like the animal mole. I mean, so... I've never eaten a mole, have you? (laughs) I don't know if that's a sauce from a mole or sausage you would put on a mole. Uh, If you know what that is, send me an email or something. (laughs) Give me a call. Uh, That's interesting. Okay, but there's also a burrito. Moving along, of course, which is a flour tortilla fixed with black beans, cilantro rice, a choice of carne asada, carnitas, or chicken with salsa, and a Mexican crema. There is also torta al pastor, which is soft talera roll, chorizo beans, al pastor, cabbage, guacamole, and Mexican crema. I'm not sure what a Mexican crema is, but uh, sounds creamy. There's also Buñuelos, and I'm probably saying this wrong. If you uh, know what I'm supposed to be pronouncing, go ahead and let me know. That's fine. Uh, two golden fried flour tortillas dusted with cinnamon sugar served with a side of cajita. This sounds really good, but I think for most people's money, they want that churro. But you know what? There's a little bit of a mix and a change from the churro, right? Parados Pier Ice Cream Company. At the Paradise Pier, you're going to find chocolate mint ice cream, which is going to be awesome. Over at Mortimer's Market, candy cane shaped bread, Christmas tree shaped bread. Over at Schmoozie's, there is a snowman shortbread cookie and a gingerbread man cookie. Okay, that's in the parks. There's also a lot of fun things to be found at the Disneyland Hotel and Disney's Grand California Hotel and Spa, the Paradise Pier Hotel. Uh, if you're looking for eggnog, and I know I would be, that's going to be at the Disneyland Hotel at the Coffee House. Eggnog plus an eggnog latte, a pumpkin spice latte, a peppermint mocha, a caramel apple muffin, and a gingerbread man cookie. Uh, a lot of this, uh, there's a few different kind of cocktails. 
Uh, I've already given you a guide to the parks. If you're interested in learning more, go find the foodie guide over at Disney Parks blog, and you'll find all kinds of things to eat. My goodness. But now I want to move on to a little bit of movie news. Okay, now this is still in the rumor department, but uh, there are a few facts that we can look at over 20th Century Fox when it comes to the X-Men franchise. Deadpool was very successful, but they've hit a few speed bumps on getting the sequel, and a director has left with uh, a disagreement with Ryan Reynolds over creative differences of some sort. Um, X-Men Apocalypse didn't really perform as well as one, and I, I enjoyed it, but I can see where it wasn't you know, a great X-Men film, but it was still interesting. Uh, the Gambit spinoff appears to be kaput. It doesn't seem to be going anywhere. It's just stagnant. It's just sitting there. And also, we know that Logan is the last movie with Hugh Jackman. Okay? So we don't know of anybody who's coming back to play Wolverine on any films at this time. Simon Kinberg, who has overseen the X-Men movies. He's been a producer and a writer. Uh, he is working on a new script for a new X-Men movie. But we don't know. I mean, there's certainly a lot of variables. So, I mean, he's still in there. But Brian Singer is not returning to direct another X-Men movie. Although there was a, a rumor about a, a sequel that was going to start shooting in 2017 with him behind the camera. Uh, at this time, he is not set to direct anything. Also, Jennifer Lawrence, Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, and Nicholas Hunt have finished their three-picture deal. And it's going to cost a lot more money for 20th Century Fox to bring them in. So it's possible we might not uh, get some of our principal characters for uh, you know with the first class level of uh, people we have. Uh, so I mean, it's possible at this time they will take a step back and reboot. Maybe this is a time that they could go back to the negotiating table with Marvel Studios and make that deal to bring them into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I'm not going to get my hopes up. I actually had a passenger this week that was still hopeful for a Deadpool and Spider-Man crossover. But in order for that to happen, you'd really have to have Fox and Sony make some sort of a deal. Because Sony still has the rights to any solo Spider-Man films. Speaking of which, we have found out that Tom Holland's deal is for three films, which would be solo films, with Sony, and three appearances via Marvel Studios crossing over to uh, some other characters. Now, I figure he's made one with Civil War. That's one. The only other time I expect to see Spider-Man is perhaps with the Infinity Wars Avengers films. There's two of those, so if he appears in both of those, there will be his three. Now, after that, will they be able to get a new contract going? I don't know. But we're, that's where we have right there, okay? We have three solo films and three other appearances for Tom Holland as Spider-Man. On to television news. The Muppet Babies. Have you not heard this yet? The Muppet Babies are coming back to Disney Junior with a show geared to children that are from ages 4 to 7. They're going to have two 11-minute stories, and it's going to have adventure themes, uh, stuff like they're going to build a time machine and fly through outer space. You know, the stuff that we used to like on the original Muppet Babies cartoon show. These um, episodes, I mean, this is apparently computer animation, but if you haven't seen the one image, go search for this one image. They look like puppets, but yet you kind of look at them and you can tell they're, they they have a 2D layered look compared to you know the, like the 3D. I mean you can you can kind of see that 
they, they just don't quite look as fleshed out as a full Muppet, but they look fantastic. They even have a little bit of a fur quality to them. Uh, so it looks very, very cool. Uh, Tom Warburton from The 7D is serving as executive producer, and the Emmy Award-winning Eric Shaw from SpongeBob SquarePants is a story editor. So I think a lot of adults will be able to sit down with their children and watch this as well, and I think we're all going to enjoy it. This has begun production, and it is expected to show, our, show up on Disney Junior early in 2018. Uh, it's a co-production from Disney Junior, Disney Consumer Products, and Interactive Media's Content Media Group. Considering Disney Consumer Products is involved, I expect to find some toys, okay? So, <laughs> make some room on your shelves for your Muppet Babies toys, okay? It's coming. Alright, well that's going to wrap things up for the news that I wanted to cover this week. So let's hop on a Disneyland tram. Let's take a ride at a Disney park. Let's take a ride right now. Oh, oh. Please hold on to hats, glasses, or any loose items that could fall from the tram. If an article should fall, please stay seated until the next stop and inform the nearest cast member. Thank you. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being here today and welcome to the Disneyland Resort. Today, Disneyland Park will remain open until 12 midnight. California Adventure Park will remain open until 10 p.m. with return tram service. In the meantime, the park structure will be available until 1 a.m. Thank you and have a great time, everyone. We are now en route to the Disneyland Resort Main Entrance Plaza, Gateway to Disneyland Park, Disney California Adventure Park, and the Downtown Disney District. If you are here just for the day, our one-day park hopper ticket offers same-day admission to both Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. If you have more time to spend, Multi-day tickets and annual passes are an especially good value. Before entering the parks, we'd like to remind you that smoking is not permitted except in designated areas. If you have brought your own food and beverages, please use the picnic area located just to the left of the Disneyland main entrance. If you plan to leave the park and return later today, please keep your ticket and have your hands stamped as you exit.
Just ahead is the downtown Disney district with exciting shopping, dining, and live entertainment. Just beyond it is Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa, inspired by the famed arts and crafts movement in California. We are now approaching the main entrance plaza. At the end of your visit, please return here to take the Mickey and Friends tram back to the parking area. The trams will continue running until one hour after the latest park closing time. Please stay seated with the doors closed until the tram comes to a full stop. Then gather your belongings, watch your step, and exit to the driver's right. Thanks for traveling with us today, and we hope you have a happy and memorable visit to the Disneyland Resort. All right, y'all. One more time. It don't matter what you look like. It don't nobody gonna sing with me. Okay. The Neverland Trailer Park. Okay. Now, for the trailer park, we're going to do something just a little different. I'm not going to play for you the trailer. I just want to talk to you a little bit about an international trailer for Star Wars Rogue One that I viewed. The reason why I'm not playing the audio, because the main focus of it, I mean, overall, it's stuff we've seen before. But there was something we hadn't seen before, and they don't mention it. Uh, and there's nothing really from sound that you would get this. But you actually see the Death Star fire its main weapon. It does not completely obliterate a planet, but it causes some serious havoc, so it's not firing at full power. This appears to be a weapons test, but it's not a full power, a full and effective demonstration of the full power of our you know capabilities. I'm getting the line wrong, I know, from Star Wars, but I bet you're sitting there going, Grand Moff Tarkin said it exactly like this, because we know that the full demonstration is the destruction of Alderaan. That is where they decide, yeah, this is the destructive power, this is what we're capable of doing. Yes, that's right, we can... Have millions of people cry out in terror and then suddenly be silenced by destruction of the planet. Now, the footage we see in this international trailer, it looks like we get to see some destruction on the planet. And we see a lot of stuff falling apart, but it's not an instantaneous boom. Okay, so this should be very interesting. We do get to see the Death Star being used and causing some serious destruction, but not up to its full potential yet. Very interesting. And now, here is a uh, weird bit of story time. This is your Neverland story time. You can listen along with your MP3 device. You will know it is time to listen when you hear the chime like this. Let's begin now. This is a special report from Fairy Tale Action News. I'm Red Riding Hood on the scene of a terrible tragedy at a wall on the east side of town. Details are sketchy at this time, but according to reliable sources, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. That's all we've gathered so far. A crack team of medics comprised of all the king's horses and all the king's men are on the job. But a horse can only do so much with an eggshell. Hey, you got a piece that'll fit with this one? Uh, yeah, sure. It's right over... Uh, oops. Concerning Mr. Dumpty, we have an unconfirmed report about some sort of dare to jump that someone actually egged him on. That is absolutely untrue. And you are? Uh, the name's Pig, Three Little Pig. I'm a brick contractor, and Dumpty was my foreman. And I got the whole thing on video right here. Oh, well, let's roll the tape. Ladies and gentlemen, exclusive footage of Humpty Dumpty's Great Fall. Now that is some kind of wall, huh, Pig? Yeah, Humpty. This wall is my creation, my masterpiece, my legacy. Yeah, Humpty. I'm going up top. What? Why? So you can get a picture of me, Pig, oh. on the wall, up here where I belong. But my place in the sun. Look out. I am king of the world. But be careful. Humpty! Ugh, how awful. 
blown off the wall by a little breeze. Well, he's top-heavy, so he goes over easy. I just hope he can hang in there. For all his faults, he's a good egg. Well, thank you, Mr. Pig. You're welcome. Medics are still hard at work on Mr. Dumpty. Suture? Uh-huh. Scalpel? Uh-huh. Scissors? Yeah. Scotch tape? Oh, we're losing him. We're losing him. <gasps> he's gone. Oh, this is truly sad. All the king's horses and all the king's men could not put Humpty together again. The tragic story of Mr. Dumpty has a message for us all. Pride can turn your greatest triumph into your greatest downfall. For fairy tale action news, I'm Red Riding Hood. Uh, who wants scrambled eggs? I do. Me too. Bonnie Bacon? Watch it. Okay, so Adventures in Odyssey is a radio drama that has been running, mm, wow, probably 30 years, almost 30 years. It is one of the longest running shows ever, and it's on it's radio. You can also listen online streaming. Uh, and uh, this show has featured voice actors that uh, you'd be familiar with from Disney films. Hal Smith, who was Owl in the Winnie the Pooh franchise until he passed. Um, you'll have, of course, Katie Lee, who was Honker and Sunny Gummy. And you're going to recognize her voice from nearly any cartoon you saw when you were younger. Uh, my goodness, uh, Townsend Coleman, who we've previously on the, on the show. He hasn't done work for Disney, but he was Michelangelo in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles of the 80s. Uh, he was also the voice of the Tick in the 90s. Uh, uh, Will Smith, or not Will Smith, Will Ryan, who you will hear as the uh, little seahorse there and the little mermaid. Uh, you have heard him as Pete in Mickey's Christmas Carol, also in Get a Horse. He was also Willie the Giant in Mickey's Christmas Carol. I mean, uh, so many voices that have worked for Disney. Peter Renaday, Corey Burton has done a lot of voices over at Adventures in Odyssey. So a lot of these voices that you're familiar with have worked on this show. Uh, but one person who, as far as I know, has not really done a whole lot of work with Disney and you might not recognize is Chris Anthony Lansdowne. But she has done a lot of work And I had a wonderful time talking with her, and I'd like to share it with you right now. To Disney and beyond. Well, hi there, Chris. Hi, Jeremy. How are you? I am having a crazy day. (laughs) Well, I think we're at the same party. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. (laughs) That's okay. Crazy is better than boring, right? Exactly. That's what I keep telling my wife, see? She has to put well, up with a lot, but I'm like, you wouldn't like your, you want your life to be boring, though, would you? Uh, it's okay. We're we just have to adjust our dials. That's what I always say. If it's um, you know, if things get a little crazy and hectic, you adjust the dial. That's what adjust I tell my husband. Dial. Yep. Yep. Uh, and sooner or later, she'll try to figure out where that dial is and start adjusting it herself. <laughs> Well, she kind of does in social situations. She's got hand signals now of me to, you know, to chill out. (laughs) Oh, that's sweet. Oh, well, so how is life? How is life? Well, uh, I'm getting by now because I I, I drive for Uber and I had a little bit of a technical issue with some of the legal problems of Kansas City and all the stuff I have to do. And they managed to block me out of Kansas City and I had to have somebody out in the offices fix me so I can actually drive and make some money. So, Yikes, <laughs> so they really? Me. Yeah. Who would block been, you? Well, because uh, there's, there's certain documents I had to have, which right? the city is kind of behind on, uh, like all these stickers to put on the vehicle and all this other stuff. And I got all that stuff done, but they had already had to shut me off in Kansas City because they didn't want to get into legal trouble. But oh I, I sent them the images of me having all my documents, and somebody cleared that I did have the documents, and they approved it, but they forgot to unlock me. 
or Wait, I could drive in Kansas City. You mean you had to sit there with your documents in your hand and take a picture of you holding the document? Sort of. One of, one of them is a sticker <laughs> okay. that's uh, on the car, and then the other is this little card I, I carry in my wallet now that it says some sort of vehicle registration that okay. makes me legal, and it's complicated life. But you know what? You got through it, buddy. Here we are sitting exactly. in a, and, you, and you got it done. That's what I always say. At the end of the day, I got it done. So, yep. And I, I managed to at least make $60, although my goal is 100 That's It's still $60 in my pocket <laughs> that cool. I didn't have when I woke up this morning. Oh, I would love to call an Uber and get you and say, hi, and, and have you turn around and go, where do you want to go, Blondie? <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious if you got in the car and we're like, hi, this is Chris. And I'd be like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi, this is Chris. Where are we going again? That's what I would probably say. <laughs> it's like, you know, it would be a large fare to drive to Odyssey. Uh, as a matter of fact today i stopped by we are recording adventures in odyssey this week and uh my actual recording um session is until thursday which i keep making the mistake of saying friday i don't know why i got that in my head and i told everybody it was friday and they keep saying no it's thursday so i think i got it right it's thursday but i just happened to be on my way back from an audition and i stopped by the studio where they were recording uh, adventures in odyssey you know um because they got lots going on and i stopped by and said hi to some people and gave a couple hugs and uh it's always nice to see everybody so um yeah they're recording this week i don't know what episode they're on i'm sure i'm supposed to know but after 30 years of recording it, I couldn't tell you which one it is, you know. Maybe it's, it's in the thousands. I don't know, you know. But um, people expect is. me to remember things and details like that. And I go, no, I don't know. I just know it's a, it's a recording session. That's all I know. <laughs> they just tell you to come in and say stuff. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Who cares yeah. about numbers, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did you get started with Adventures in Odyssey? Oh, Adventures in Odyssey is like none other is. And I, I just, I love this show. I, I've been in the voiceover business for over 30 years, and um, nothing even comes close to Adventures in Odyssey. It, it's one of those shows, it, it's written well, it's produced well, it's directed incredibly. The, the foley and all the sounds and the actors and producer i'm telling you everything is so top notch and this is like um these are people that just do their jobs well these are people that are quality people that you wouldn't want to just work with them you just want to be a part of their lives and it's like for 30 years i've known known a lot of them and feel like they're my second family um you know audio dramas are very um they have to be really well done or people will listen and go oh i don't want to hear that it's not even, it's not real. It's not good, you know. But Odyssey's always had a really high standard, and they've always done it to the very best they could do. And why they have me, I have no, <laughs> no idea. Yeah, it's almost like a, a who's who of, of Disney characters as well. <laughs> well, it happened, oh, one day I was um, in uh, leaving a studio, you know, and uh, let's see. I actually have a friend named Bob Luttrell who um, who got me the audition, and I went in to record uh, or audition for the the job, and it was brand new. It was you know it hadn't been uh, really put together yet. 
I think they had like one episode of a um, a different show, uh, but they were just starting Adventures in Odyssey, and um, they were looking for an announcer for it, you know, for like the hostess, and uh, they said, you know, are you interested? And, and I, I went, oh yes, of course. Um, so I went into the studio, and uh, Phil Lawler and Steve Harris were there, and. And they sat me down behind the mic and they said, well, this is kind of who we want it to sound like. We want it to be um, warm and inviting and like it's your, you know, your friend you're listening to and, but have excitement and all these great qualities. And I'm thinking, oh, I think I need another cup of coffee for this. <laughs> <laughs> and so they gave me the script and I remember sitting there and I started to uh, audition. And it was really sweet because from what I hear, they tell me that they had been looking for an announcer for the show. And the minute they heard me speak, they just said, that's it. You're it. So I was beyond blessed and honored to be picked, you know, because I, why, why they want a crazy girl like me? I don't know, but I do, <laughs> I do know my heart is sold out and it is so special. And I think, you know, whether you're a spiritual person or not, this is the kind of show that touches your heart spiritually and emotionally and it's entertaining. And I think, uh, it's got, it's always got good morals to it. So it's like, it's like when you listen, it always kind of, it, it's like a show that relates to where kids are at. It's not, you know, telling us, old story or it just has it's on the pulse of what kids are facing so they'll hear a story or an episode and they'll go yeah that's what i'm going through and that's how you know you know they're really connecting with with kids and people and um i wanted to just tell you one of my favorite parts is is periodically i get to call kids on special events and i get to actually talk to them and say hi this is chris calling and without them knowing, <laughs> they go, what? <laughs> oh, Chris is on the phone. And I get to talk to them about, you know, maybe it's they're going through a tough time or they're going to a hospital or it's a birthday. But the folks at um, Adventures in Odyssey set up these calls and I get to call them and just talk to them. And just that has got to be the most fun I could possibly have talking to kids live on the phone like that. Yeah. As you can tell, I just ramble on. So you just That's have to fine. stop. I, me. <laughs> I do too. I can babble on with the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> babble on, mister. We're together. <laughs> uh, your, your character, because pretty much you do have a character of sorts. I always considered that Chris lives in Odyssey because in the yeah. early episodes, Chris would be you know, at some weird, crazy scientist who is creating something that's going to spread oh, yeah. Christmas cheer in this machine. You know, she was doing something yes. or, or going bowling. And it just happens to say, hey, by the way, on this week's episode, that actually relates. And so you would connect. Well, you know, I missed those when they wrote that little skit at the beginning. I know it It became really, you know, it makes it very long. I mean, the skit is um, always tied into the show, but, you know, it takes away for some of the, the episodes. So, I, you know, you don't write the skits like they used to. And I always got to be in those, and it was so fun. Yeah. But what happens periodically is they, um, they write me a part of the show, and, a lot of people don't know it's me, but um, I get to play different characters. And, um, you know, some of the fans probably know this, but I was uh, Mrs. Randolph 
was the old lady that Wooten used to visit on his mail route. <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she sounded like this. Well, hello, Wooten. It's me, Mrs. Randolph. Uh, dear, where's my glasses? Oh, they're on my head. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so she, oh, I loved her because she's probably me old. <laughs> or older. <laughs> Uh, I think I played, um, let's see, Walton's wife. I was uh, um, the, his wife, uh, Dave Mad, when he was with us. I played his wife on the show. I don't know if people need that. And we got, there's a couple of shows in there, like uh, The Gifts of Magic Guy. Oh, oh Christmas. Love that one. But I was, um, oh, I was Madge. Uh, and uh, I cut my hair. Oh, dear. And she was <laughs> so fun. You know they love her give me real believable parts. They give me characters, so I don't know what that means. But <laughs> <laughs> they want to make sure it doesn't sound like, "Hi, this is Chris." Yeah, you know, exactly. Because <laughs> some kid will go, "Isn't that Chris?" <laughs> so, oh. Well, as we get older, we start to recognize, like, "Oh, hey, that sounds a little like Chris doing another character." Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that always kind of bugs me when I go. Hey, isn't that so-and-so doing another voice? So, I don't know. Maybe it's better that I don't sound anything like me, or I try not to anyway. Although, I think that's fun when you hear a different character, you know, and the same actor. You recognize the actor, but doing a different character. Uh, you just you just get a kick out of it because, like, oh, oh good. How versatile they are and all the different characters they can play. And, you know, I just, and it's like when you see an actor in several different movies, you're seeing all these different characters. Yeah, but if, you, if they're really good. You would never hear, you wouldn't say, hey, that's so-and-so doing that same voice. They were so good. You'd go, oh, who is that? <laughs> okay, that's just and my opinion. Some some people really, but there's always that little bit of tone that you always like. Yeah. Oh, it sounds yeah. kind of like, but, but you still it enjoy does. it. I, I love being able to pick out the voices. And Yeah, because you can't look, the, what is that, um, the countenance, uh, the, oh, no, what's the word? Oh, uh, there's something in their voice that you can't really cover. I forget what the word is. Uh, well, well, but I know, but I know it always, it, it'll sound, something will sound the same if it's a phrasing or if it's just something in there. Yeah, well, you lost me. I, I can't think of the word, so but it's okay <laughs> but if you, you recognize always... me. Yeah, you can always kind of recognize, but you're always willing to you know treat the character. And some people's yeah. voices are just so distinct that yes. you you just you love their voice, and so you kind of will recognize it. And uh-huh. not everybody's Frank Welker and makes weird noises oh, you know, at goodness. the same time. Yeah. He's awesome. <laughs> I know there's one character that I do that's really crazy, and uh, the kids know it because periodically I, she comes around, and her name is Stella Della Rose, and she's not only just a voice; I actually do her. I perform her, so she's an old country lady, and what I do is I put on a wig with braids and um, a country hat, and then I put uh, I black out her front teeth. This lady, Stella Della Rose, is really, uh, she's a country lady, and she's, um, I black out her front teeth, I put on a country hat and braids, uh, a wig with braids, and um, she's really nutty, and periodically she goes to different events for kids. And I only do this for special events, believe me, because <laughs> I can't I can't be this character for too long. Uh, you know, if it's um somebody's sick or something's really happening, I'll I'll put her together. But <clears throat> she talks like this. She says, Well, hi there. This here is Stella Della Rose. And yes, sir, Reed Bob. <laughs> I like the way you smile. 
So, so it actually does remind me of uh, when y'all did the uh, Adventures in Odyssey, you know, did like a live thing in Colorado Springs for one of the oh, anniversaries. Yes, yes. They did uh, kind of redid actually an episode where they'd done. Uh, uh, oh, I forgot which parable it was. It's where the uh, the sun is going to send to the, been that sent is, to the land. And... Oh, my goodness. You remember that? That is exactly who she was. <laughs> I used Della Della Rose for that part. You <laughs> are you the yes <laughs> I absolutely love that. <laughs> That's so very they, funny. I think they played it on one of the podcasts, and I just kind of kept the episode. I put it on a CD because, like, this is great. I love the live show. I would actually <laughs> love to get a chance to see y'all come and do this live. It would be hilarious. Oh, I love the live shows because, well, for one thing, you know, we're used to being in a studio, and we're just recording to get together, you know, and our mics and our circle that we kind of form and, and act, act it all out. But live, you get the audience. You get the people. And, you know... Odyssey is one of those kind of shows where <clears throat> it doesn't just reach the young kids. There are quite a few people that have grown up as little kids listening to the show. They went through their teens and adulthood and they got married and now their kids are listening to the show. So the kids that were kids are now grown up and their kids are listening. So mm-hmm. it's such a generation kind of thing. And, Gosh, I must be really old now that I think about it. <laughs> nah. nah. This is Neverland. No one ever grows up in Neverland. Oh, I love it. I love that story. This is Neverland. But it's mm-hmm. fun because you see live people, they come up to you, they go, oh, hi, Chris. And I was listening to you when I was a really little kid. And this is my son, John, who's 27. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> Adventures and Odyssey fans and people that are connected with it are the best and the sweetest people I think I've ever met in my life. They're just, I don't know, they're just, they're beyond, you know, um, I just really, really appreciate them all. They're very loyal fans, too. Yeah. Now, that's kind of an interesting thing, because we mainly, we do talk a lot of Disney around here. Uh, so, when Pixar was making Toy Story 2, <laughs> excuse me, and they had Jodie Benson versus Barb, voicing Barbie, I think she was trying to emulate you, because you were like the original <laughs> voice of Barbie. Oh, and when I hear her, nice like, I hear Chris just a little bit in the way she's playing Barbie. Oh, that's so funny, Jeremy. It's like, you know, I've been really blessed in my work and my career. I have gotten to do amazing things, and... When I was cast for Barbie, I had been um, recording her toys and all her stuff for about six years. I mean, I got to do everything she she spoke on. You know, it was just right on the cusp of her, just really starting to talk. There was um, other people before me, but they her voice wasn't established yet. Those were just pretty much projects. So when they actually started her voice, I must have recorded just years of cell phones and CD-ROMs and cash registers and skates and you name it. I was recording every day doing something new. And thank you, God, for that. <clears throat> but right um, towards the end, it was a little bit hard because uh, we had gone on a, my union went on strike. And um, that strike at the time created a... Um, well, it, it, I couldn't work. I couldn't work, and Mattel needed Barbie to do all kinds of things. And when you're on strike, you don't cross the, you know, the strike. So 
I honored that. And then they were kind of desperately looking around for people to, um, to be Barbie's voice. And it was, um, it was a hard time for me because I thought I can't do my job. And so they had gone to like, um, Canada, <laughs> went everywhere in Canada, you know, um, they're non-union up there. And so there was a, a way to go. So they were looking for girls to do Barbie's voice to imitate me. Uh. Well, I remember very well hearing all kinds of girls trying to sound like me. <laughs> Instead of, hi, it's me, Barbie, which was me, I heard, hi, this is me, Barbie. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and it was pretty funny because, well, it wasn't funny, but I thought to myself, you know, I don't have control over this. And the reason I'm telling you this is because there's one project that actually happened, and I spoke about it before, where um, after our strike was over, I came back into the studio, and this series of uh, projects that was done by a different voice, she was imitating me, and so because it was established in this one project with her voice, they go, they wanted me to imitate her (laughs) doing me. Oh, my God. So I had to not do me. I had to do her doing me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was horrible. Oh, wow. So I think to myself, you know, that's that's typical. You, you know, in this business, you and I always say, you have to have, you know, you have to have your priorities. You have to be solid in who you are. You you can't let them gobble you up and, um, and, and say this is, you know, this is all you are. I just knew in my, in my mind and in my world, I thought, I can't control that. I can do the best I can. And so I did it with a whole heart. And I, you know, I imitated her. <laughs> but what you mentioned, and I'm sorry, I did you probably trail off, don't I? I just trail right off. The original question was about Toy Story. Well, they had come to me and said, oh, Chris, you're going to get to be in an animated feature. Oh, my goodness, it's Toy Story. Of course, we didn't know really what Toy Story was at the time, but um, they came to me and said, uh, "Yeah, you're you're oh, you're going to be in Toy Story." So I was pretty excited about that. And then um, I was later told, uh, "Guess not. You're not going to be." And um, Disney um, Disney wants to use their own Barbie, and I went, "Oh, bummer! What? <laughs> I was Barbie for like six years, six, seven years, yeah. and it's like." They didn't use me, and I was kind of sad that Mattel didn't really fight for me the way they should. But, you know, when Disney wants to use what they want to use, it's that, that's their, you know, that's their prerogative. Yeah. So, um, not knowing who they picked for it, um, they did use Jodie Benson, who is an amazing actress, quality human being. I guess if I had to get replaced for somebody else, it's good to be replaced with somebody with a good art. And she yeah. was that, you know, so I just surrendered to it, and I remember going to see Toy, Toy Story, the, the movie. I was with friends. I thought, can I do this? Can I just sit there and pretend like when that Barbie part comes on that, gee whiz, I don't care. She's great. And she comes up on the screen, and I went, uh. <laughs> <laughs> she is good, but she's not me. You know? Yeah. So <laughs> She was trying to sound like you, though. Like, uh, every time I hear it, I'm like, that sounds like Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, you know, I was, when I did Barbie's voice, I always made sure that I didn't make her sound really airhead or kind of a dumb blonde. I wanted her to sound sweet and 
real and like every little girl's best friend. And so I made a real point not to make her, you know, ditzy. Because um, it was very important to me to, you know, even though Barbie's Barbie, it was still part of me. And there was many projects where um, I remember... I remember this one that really stands out in my mind. It was um, the one where they made the mouth move up and down on Barbie's face. So the mouth actually dropped and went up and down and up and down. Well, when you plugged her into your computer, um, you could program every little kid's name, every little girl's name into the doll. So when she when they played with Barbie, she would say, hi, Lisa. Hi, Marie. You know, it was very sweet. Well, in order to do that, we took weeks and months and months to program every name we could come up with to put into Barbie so we wouldn't miss anybody that played with her, you know. They could all she could say everybody's name. Well we started doing all the ink and we went into like Korean names and we went into baby books and all kinds of things. <laughs> He recorded name after name. So we were just sitting in the chair saying, Lisa, Marie, uh, Anaconda, <laughs> whatever name they came up with, I had to say it. <laughs> Did you ever have to ask, how is this supposed to be pronounced? <laughs> oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, they put a, um, a linguist sitting next to me. So, but, you know, being a linguist, she was pronouncing names, and then I would repeat after her. So I wow. definitely have to say they're helping me, especially with the like the um, the ones with the clicking sound. I'm trying to think of the language that does that. Uh, uh, somebody out there is going to say it, but um, there was languages that I could just barely, you know, barely get through. And uh, I remember, I remember when we finally we recorded Spanish speaking Barbie. She was a teacher. I think she was, yeah, a teacher. Spanish-speaking Barbie, and she was, no, she wasn't the teacher. I take that back. She was just Spanish-speaking, and uh, they wanted her to speak Spanish, so I had to uh, sit with a linguist next to me, and they would say, uh, say, I'm a Barbie. Say, I'm a Barbie. Uno, dos, tres. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so funny when I say it now. Uh, <laughs> So what's the role that you've had that nobody seems to realize you've done, but it was like one of your favorite things that you've done? What's the role I've had? Hmm. Something you just love doing, but yet it's not something you're known for. Because you have, I've seen some clips on Facebook yeah. you where you're doing something, you're <laughs> like a goofy neighbor that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Literally, some of my best characters come from just real people. I mean, I don't do that to make fun of anybody. I just do that. To, you know, you people are so interesting. And I have gotten, um, like, I'll sit down and I'll just watch people interact. And I'll just gather little, you know, <laughs> little interesting uh, habits or uh, things that they do. I probably, the, the lady I talked about, Stella Della Rose, I think there's a part of me that is her. Uh, she's the, now. I was in Atlanta, Georgia, years and years ago, and I was there. And um, I was in my twenties, and I remember working for a um, 
a, a cookware company. This was, you know, you're just out on the road and you're learning life. And um, I was working for this company and um, they had me in the stores. This was my first and I was demonstrating all that shiny new cookware. Showing all the pan, you know, if you burn eggs and food just slides out and food tastes really good in it. Well, this old country lady comes up and she had um, she had no front teeth. Her hair was a mess and she had these braids somewhere in the middle of them all. And um, and then she had these overalls on uh, and she had uh, this little tank shirt under it. So she was pretty, pretty scrappy looking. And she comes up to me and she's staring at my cookware and staring at me. And finally she says something. I'm looking at her. I can see her right out of the corner of my eye. She, she looks, she leans in and she says, that there cookware is not any good. Why, if you really want to cook, you should be cooking out of my wrought iron skin. That's right. All the seasonings inside of it. You don't wash it. You just wipe it out. You never want to get the seasons out of the pan. And she says, you don't want that <laughs> to me. <laughs> oh, goodness. I just looked at her and I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My wife actually has a cast iron skillet that yes. I first treated in season that you, you cannot wash it now. That's right. You don't wash You keep the, seasons in the seasoning in the pan. But mm-hmm. her name, she told me her name was Stella Della Rose. And I brought <laughs> her up because part of me is this professional and this other part of me is this crazy <laughs> Stella Della Rose and I think people don't know when I do her you know characters right like she'll do certain kids events and things um I, I really am part Stella Della <laughs> because we all have that that kind of wild side you know and she'll just speak up and say anything about anything to anyone you know so <laughs> Gives okay. you a chance to say what you're thinking when you're trying to actually be polite and not say it as Chris. Correct. <laughs> uh, okay, I definitely have to ask about the monster radish. Uh, oh. <laughs> how did this thing happen? And it grew so big. For those of you who don't follow Chris on Facebook, she was taking pictures throughout <laughs> the summer and, the, and a little bit of the fall of this radish that just kept growing to ginormous proportions. <laughs> And I, it's so much to where I don't even like the word ginormous, and I just use it in a sentence. <laughs> Jerry. Oh, my gosh, yes. If you follow me on Facebook, you'll know that what a kooky girl I am. Um, my husband decided to grow a garden in my backyard. And I have a pretty small house. I have a, you know, it's a, not a big place. It's a, everything, is, as I say, is kind of on the small side because that's how I want to feel more cocooned into my world. And um, in the backyard, he made this sweet little garden. He planted tomatoes and radishes and lettuce. And I was so excited because I've never had a garden before. So I, you know, I just didn't even, I didn't even know what to do other than watch it grow. So uh, there was these radishes. I forget if they're called breakfast radishes or what the name was to them, but he planted these radishes, and each day I was just like a little kid jumping up and down saying, look at these radishes, and everything's growing. He goes, yes, Chris, yes, they are. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> one day, we're picking them, and I thought, look at this one. This one's really big. I mean, it was hugely big. And um, he said, don't pick that one. I says, oh, no, I'm not going to pick it up. I'm going to let it grow. So this thing starts growing. 
we're picking the other ones and we're eating them and they're tasty. But this one kept growing. I mean, big. Sid, it was like the size of, uh, it was like a, let's see, golf ball. And it got to be like a baseball size. Then it got to be like bigger, bigger, like almost like the size of a pumpkin. But it, it wasn't just round. It was kind of oblong and awkwardly weird looking. And after a while, I go, this thing looked like a monster coming out of the ground. And I'm telling you, it looked so science, science fiction that it is like, then out of the top of the radish, all these green things started growing. So a whole plant was coming out of the top of monster radish's head. It was the most bizarre looking thing ever. And every day I went out there and, and my husband goes, we quit watching that thing. I go, honey, I don't want to not going to jump out of the ground and come and get me. It was so scary. <laughs> so finally, make a long story longer. It got to the point where it was so huge that um, I kept taking pictures and videos of it, but I knew who was ready to go. He had he, he reached the end. <laughs> and so I finally picked him out of the ground. Well, he wasn't just weird looking on top of the ground. He had this whole other part of his radish body underneath the ground. <laughs> so I pulled him out. I was like, oh, what is this thing? <laughs> it was a it was just hideous looking. <laughs> I, I couldn't get myself to cut him up. I thought he worked so hard to get this big. I ended up just kind of washing him off. I planned. I actually put him back into the ground. <laughs> My husband thinks I am out. He thinks I'm ready to go to the funny farm. I planted him back in the ground. I says, okay, monster radish. Here's a good ending to your story. Go back in the ground and grow back something else. So that was the end of this radish. <laughs> But I love how in the process, when it was time to pull it, that you had a kid and Barbie out there oh, <laughs> contending yeah. with the monster radish. Well, people didn't know that it was getting so big. I figured I needed to put something next to it so you could see the actual size of it. So if you can compare it to something, you'll see that it's not little. So I put, I kind of posed Ken and Barbie out there <laughs> by the radish. <laughs> we started a whole nother thing going on. Everybody had their opinions about Ken and Barbie with this radish, and it became a whole story by itself. And I think, okay, they're gonna they're gonna put me away someday. We are. So you have to find a way to make gardening fun, right? <laughs> yeah, I try to do that with cooking too because my cooking isn't great. So yeah, I'll, I'll cook fun things because no one notices it so bad. <laughs> Well, apparently you are good at rearranging closets, though. You have a home business? With a oh, oh, yes. Wow, you are the, you asked me the funnest questions. <laughs> uh, yes, I have a little side business that I started, really didn't mean to start it, but it kind of took took over a little bit. Um, I have a, a, a passion to organize, and I don't know where it came from. I just think it, you know, God put that little organizing gene in me. I used to always organize my friends' closets and just get things looking good and, and kitchens. And I just help them, you know, get things to where they could find them and get rid of the clutter. I thought one day sitting in my car, I thought, I wish I could just do more of this and, you know, it wouldn't be so random and make a little business out of it. And I did. I started doing Chrissy's closets. And I cannot tell you that 
what started out as a little closet turned into huge rooms, storage rooms, garages, way bigger than I ever thought. And I absolutely love doing it because it helps people get free of things that are just really, you know, um, they're overwhelmed with. They just don't know how to, to, where to put it, what to do with it. And it's like, so they don't know what to do with it. So it just stays there and gets bigger. So I literally come in and I help them um, just dismantle all this junk in their life. And I have people actually cry at the end of it because they're so happy and freed from the junk that, that you know, that they've accumulated through the years. And it's, it's kind of like um, people think when you buy something, you have to live with it for the rest of your life because I paid good money for it. Well, there's seasons for things and you need to just let it go, you know. Uh, I just think this has just been a real, real fun thing for me. And I really enjoy doing it. And I just, I've watched people just um, get total uh, happiness from it. So twofold, you know, <laughs> make money and I like what I'm doing. Yeah. Because I, I, what I've learned about most people, because I know I'm one of them, I, I heard somebody, uh, maybe it was actually an episode of Focus on the Family a long time ago. They're talking about organize, organization. And they described some objects as being a for now object because you place it there. Oh, for now. yeah. Yes. I am so guilty of that. It's like, well, I'm going to sit this on the coffee table for now. And next for thing now. you know, the coffee table is just stacked full of things. <laughs> oh, that's such a good one. For now. Like, well, I'm going to put it there. I know it's got somewhere it needs to go. I don't know where that is. So I'm going to sit it here for now. <laughs> and it's true because, you know, because you don't know where to put it, you have to find somewhere. So for now, you'll put it here. And the yep. for now does grow. And it's like, I just finished doing, um, oh, it was a, um, it was a college. Yes, this is so funny. It was a college guy's room. He goes, I just don't have anywhere even to put my books. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> he, he, like, you know, he's studying you. He's everything you could imagine on any clear space in his place. He had nowhere to write. So I helped him organize it. He was so happy. He wrote me a note and says, guess what? I went, what's he going to tell me? He goes, I got an A on something because I could find my paper to write. On. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always so cute, you know. Uh, it's all shapes and sizes, people. People will contact me, so, you know. Uh, I, or I should say all ages, not shapes. Well, shapes and sizes. <laughs> Okay, but you mainly focus around uh, California area, like a particular area that you can do to your business, or have you managed yeah. to branch out? I, I, I can't definitely unless somebody wants me to, you know, fly me to uh, uh, Kansas City. But I'm I'm pretty pretty much local, so uh, yeah, it's 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 been a role. I just really enjoy doing it. So it, it adds to my craziness because there are a couple things I love to do, and the other thing is just be with kids. And I um I. Every once a week, I go and I do a story time for kids, and I'm telling you, it has been more fun than I um, ever dreamed of. What it is, like 20 kids, 25 kids, they come and I pick a book and I read it. And I do different voices, <clears throat> and then I do kind of like little activities with them and fun stuff. And we just have a blast, and it's called Chrissy's Story Time. Well, it keeps working are coming and more kids are coming but it's like i love being around kids they're just so real and so honest they'll just 
they'll say whatever's on their heart, and I just give lots of hugs and laugh. Sometimes they make me laugh so hard I can't finish the story. <laughs> so that's the other part of me that is like, if you see a, a, a gathering or a party somewhere with adults, I'll probably be in with the kids. <laughs> that's where I want to be. Hanging out with the little kids and having fun and making up things to do, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you fit right in around here then. <laughs> oh, We're excellent. all Lost Boys and Pixies around here. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me to your show. I hope, you know, people... They, they get wind of what you're doing and they start to listen because the one or two that I got to hear, I thought, wow, this is a very cool show. I love your reviews on stuff. Well, thank you. Oh, my gosh. You guys are so good. I kept saying, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's like, and who who was the other person you were talking to? Who was the other? Um, oh, gosh. I didn't know her name. It was another person who were doing reviews with you. Uh, it might have been my wife, Heather. Oh, Heather. Yeah. Heather's Pixie really Heather. good. Yes. She's really good. I love Heather. I well, just, so you know, do I. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Give her a hug from me, will you? I just love the two okay. of you talking together. It was like, uh, it's, you're, you got the kind of show I would sit down and listen to. It's informative. It's entertaining. It's funny. You guys, you guys are a great team on that. And it's like, I think you, I think these are, uh, really well done. I love all your clips. Your clips to stuff are so good. <laughs> well, thank so, you. Is it? It takes a lot of work to do this, but it is. It's totally worth it, and it's actually led me down a possible career path. That's what I'm going for my degree in digital media production. Oh, because yeah. of the show. Yes. In fact, well, and I'll go ahead and announce this to everybody now. I'm not sure when this will start, but I've actually recently auditioned for uh, it's a website and a streaming radio called Dizversal. Cool. Oh, right. They want, they're basically streaming Disney music and stuff about the Disney theme parks and Universal theme parks. And I sent in an audition, and I they like the audition. They want me to produce a show for it. Oh so that gosh. will be coming soon. I am so excited to hear that. Well, as a Disney person, I got to be a, um, a voice on a Disney ride. <laughs> you were? Yes. Oh, cool. Uh, I auditioned. <laughs> you may just make me think of it. Um, they were uh, looking for uh, the ride called um, Molly Brown. Unsinkable Molly Brown. You remember her? Oh my well, goodness. there's a steamboat. Now, this particular, they started the first ones in Paris. So it's done, everything's French but me. And Molly Brown <laughs> says, Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Molly Brown. And don't be sticking your hands out the window. Come <laughs> Oh my goodness. But I got to be a real ride at Disneyland. So excited. Anyways, I, I think anything to do with Disney and you being a part of that, I think you're gonna be awesome. Just awesome. Well thank Congratulations you. on that. Yeah, so you're basically the Mark Twain, only it's the Molly Brown. That's correct. <laughs> and uh, but this is only in Paris. They're not are they playing it in the, the United States on any of the they, parks here? Well, they started it there, and they're moving their way out here. So eventually, I guess I'll I'll be there somewhere. But but awesome. again, that that's exciting about you. Don't let me uh, distract from that. That's really that's really cool. I hope I hope that goes fabulous for you. And thanks again for letting me be on your podcast. This is an honor and a privilege. And um, I'm, I'm, you're gonna have to edit out just about ninety five percent of it. Especially the part where I start choking on my yeah, I'm probably just going to edit out choking and the uh, the silence thing. So okay, and I'll have to edit out the part where I just said I was going to edit out. <laughs> yeah, let's edit 
out the part you said you're going to edit out. Here you go. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Although I might ta- tag him on to the end of the show because bloopers are fun at the end of the show. <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, yeah. Ask Adventures and Odyssey about my bloopers. Oh, they go on for days. Yeah, I'm called 678 Takes Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeremy. Thanks again, and and uh, good luck with everything you do. You're a top top actor. You really are. Well, thank you, and thanks for coming on on the show and spending some time to talk with me because I do have a paper to write. And I had to interview somebody, so I get okay. double duty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Take care. <laughs> thanks. All right. Bye right. bye. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) Probably one of the uh, funner characters I've ever heard. um... (laughs) No, I actually swallowed my lozenger. (laughs) Oh, no! There's a a live moment, huh? (laughs) Well, that's why we... No! I was telling you about Stella Della Rose because she is such a crazy character. <clears throat> Don't make me laugh. I'll swallow my other walls. Okay. <laughs> there, okay. I, I will try not to be funny. <clears throat> yes. And my she's wife says really... I'm never funny anyway. So. <laughs> you're, oh, you tell your hysterical. <laughs> so anyways. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 